ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So I have a question for you. I want you to fill in the following sentence. An empowered woman is a woman who... Dot, dot, dot. An empowered woman is a woman who... Dot, dot, dot. Is an empowered woman a woman who is confident, who tells it like it is, who goes after her dreams no matter what? In your own words, in your own heart, what is an empowered woman? So I used to work with this woman, let's call her Denise for confidentiality's sake. And Denise was the kind of woman who would walk into our office at the time and she would attract everyone and everything to her. It was like she had a perpetual smile, a way that she was almost laughing all the time, almost like one of those hair shampoo commercials where her hair is like flying back. And she was super kind. She really remembered. I remember I was going through a super rough time. It had been after my divorce. And she remembered. She came in. She checked in on me. She also was super fun. She was the one who was saying, hey, we're going out. Let's go out. She also was super smart. You know, what I loved about watching Denise, and let's just be honest, sometimes us women watch each other. I would watch her because she had this like special magical something that I couldn't put my finger on it. She totally got people to agree with her in a meeting, to hear her out, to go with her ideas without ever being pushy and bitchy without ever exerting, you have to do it my way, and without ever being weak. She had a wonderful way of almost flirting with the universe, not in an inappropriate way, but in a way where she was able to say to her male colleagues, I hear you joking over there. Let me tell you why this is so awesome. Or, hey, I know what's most important to you, and this is going to get you there. Like, she just had this way. While I felt like I was someone who was like a bull in a china shop, where my boss actually said that to me at one point. <laughs> that I didn't quite know how to get my point across. I didn't quite know how to stand in my power. I didn't quite know how to get what I wanted without being a total bitch or without being totally weak or without trying to turn into some, like, little girl. Or It was just awful. I couldn't figure out how to be in my power. But watching Denise helped. Do you know those women? Do you want to be those women? Do you want to be a woman who is empowered? So today's episode of the Purpose Girl podcast is all about how to become an empowered woman, how to become the most empowered version of yourself possible. We are going to actually look at the root of the word. We're going to look at the three aspects that are critical to a woman in her power. We are going to look at actual steps that you can take, and it's all coming up for you, and I cannot wait. But first, I want to share that today's episode is brought to you by The Empowered Program, the four-month journey to love yourself, to live purposefully, and to totally 
rock out this life. Throughout four months of coaching with me and a small group of amazing women, you are going to get so clear on who you are, so clear on what lights you up, so clear on your purpose, and so clear standing in your power that you create the life that you have desired. So if you've been out there listening to the Purpose Girl podcast and you've been like, oh, I want to know my purpose, I want to live differently, and especially if you want to make sure that you do so in 2020, if you are tired of looking back every single year and saying, I still didn't make any change, if you cannot let 2020, the year of clarity, the year of truth, the year of vision go by feeling the same way, then join the Empowered program now. Doors are now open. And half of the slots are already taken. And so you want to go to PurposeGirl.com forward slash empowered, PurposeGirl.com forward slash empowered. Let this be your year to finally, finally step into your power, finally put your purpose in the world, and finally be the most pleasurable, delicious, amazing, powerful, beautiful, bold you possible. Before I get into what it means to be an empowered woman, I first, of course, want to read our review of the week. This is a five-star review coming from Your Empty Nest Coach. I love that name, by the way. The review is called Empowering and Thought-Provoking. She says, fantastic content and great production quality. Aw, thanks. That's a shout-out to my baby, Josh. He does all the production. She says, I have used tips from this podcast at work, and the Megan Joe Wilson episode is amazing. New subscriber, exclamation point. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Your emptiness coach. I'm so glad that you use all the tools and information in your work. I'm so honored that you're a subscriber. And I totally agree with you that Megan Joe totally rocks, pun intended. Welcome to the Purpose Girl community. All of you out there, if you have not yet left your five-star review, what are you waiting for? Pause the podcast right now. It takes 60 seconds. Head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and give a five-star rating to the Purpose Girl podcast. Literally one sentence will ensure that more women around the world are finding us, are joining our community, and most importantly, are stepping into their power, living their purpose. That is how we change the world one woman at a time. So head on over right now. It'll take 60 seconds and then come on back. All right, let's get into what does it mean to be an empowered woman? So I'm curious, what did you say? When I asked you to fill in the blank, what did you say? Let me tell you what some of my empowered program participants have said. They said that an empowered woman is a woman who lives without limits. An empowered woman is a woman who knows and trusts herself. An empowered woman is a force in the world. An empowered woman lives authentically. An empowered woman is unstoppable, open, sensual, beauty, feminine, peace, loving. Oh, an empowered woman expresses her purpose. An empowered woman is radiant. Oh, do I love that word. Don't you just want other people to call you radiant? Like the sun? Oh my God. An empowered woman is kind. An empowered woman is deliberate. Love that. An empowered woman is brave, accepting, generous. An empowered woman puts others at ease. Oh, I love that so much. An empowered woman is a creatrix, meaning she creates her own world. An empowered woman takes responsibility for her life. An empowered woman doesn't accept the crumbs, but knows that she deserves and eats the whole damn cake. Yes! That's like one of the best answers ever. Now, I know 
that I used to hear the word empowered and think, yes, I want that. But I also had this image of kind of like a bitch, like an empowered woman. She fights her way through. She gets it done. And I think some of that came from an older image of the feminist movement. And I totally honor my mothers and grandmothers and sisters and our ancestors and the women who came before us to fight the good fight so that we could vote in the countries where we can vote, fight the good fight where we can marry who we want to marry in the countries where that's possible, fight the good fight of us being able to have seats at the table. But sometimes what happens in power struggles is that when there is a group in power and that group or an individual in power is pushing someone else down and the pendulum is so far to one side where there is so much power to one person or one group and there is absolutely no power to another group. A perfect example of this would be the Nazis and the Jews and others who were persecuted in the Holocaust. The Nazis were so horrific in their power. They diminished these people as not human. They made them live in horrific conditions. They took away everything. They dehumanized them. And then they would beat them, kill them, put them in chambers. I mean, it was literally like the only way for the Nazis to have power was to be extreme and to take away every bit of dignity, every bit of power from the Jews and Russians and others who were persecuted. The same is true of slavery, that those who captured slaves, those who enslaved, who put slaves to work, had to turn slaves into less than human. And then the power dynamic was so opposite that this pendulum had swung so far to one side that the only way then for the underdog to get power back was to fight back, right? You would see revolts, revolutions. And that's a lot of what we saw with the feminist movement. Maybe not physical fighting, but a lot of harshness, maybe a lot of, you know, nastiness, people would think, or a lot of bitchiness. Well, women had to, had to fight that way in order to even out the playing field. And then what happens is we then, the pendulum swings so far the other way. And the only way I ever knew how to get what I wanted was to be a total and complete bitch. Literally, my last corporate job my boss hired a coach for me because I was known as such a bull in a china shop. Me, I think I'm so loving. I think I'm so caring. But I would put on this coat of armor at work. I would have my dukes up. Anytime the other vice president, who was a man and older than me, an older white man, did not agree with my ideas or thought that something I said was wrong, my dukes would come up and I would fight. It was the only way I knew how to stand in my power. And sometimes it worked. I remember it would work when I was in the position of power, like with vendors, and I wanted to be, you know, hard about their prices. But it never felt good. And I know now it didn't feel good because it wasn't being human. It wasn't being connected. It wasn't being grounded. It wasn't being a truly empowered woman. It was all coming from a place of less than, of fear. Which made sense, if that's the only way I knew how. Right, I grew up with my older brother sitting on my face and farting on my face until I would agree with whatever he wanted. 
until I would agree to not tell mom and dad that he ordered pizza with ground beef on it when we were not allowed to have that in the house because of the laws of kosher. So I only knew an aggressor in power holding me down. When I was 17, I was abused by my first love. I only knew being hit. And so the way that I bounced back, that I learned to stand in my power against my brother and against any future love or any future person, was to put my dukes up, put my tank, my armor on, and be a bitch fighting. But that's not real power. So you hear me talk a lot about the masculine and the feminine. And the masculine is the place of doing, the place of action, the place of competition. The feminine is the place of being, of creativity, of intuition, of reflection, of passion. And we all have masculine and feminine in us. But if you just think about the way that we all grew up, we grew up in a very masculine world. Businesses, corporations are run by men. Even for the most part, schools have been run by men. You may have seen mostly female teachers, but mostly male principals for a very long time. Our governments have mostly been men. Therefore, our school curriculum has been mostly masculine. In a school that runs out of budget, what's the first thing to go? Art, music, creativity, meditation, other aspects that a kid needs. We learn that in order to succeed in the world, we have to be masculine. Do, do, do. Get the A, then get into the right college, then get the right job, then get And we have become very good at being masculine. Now, here's the thing. We all have masculine and feminine in us, and there is nothing wrong with the masculine. Unfortunately, we live in a world of the distorted masculine. There's divine masculine where there are men who beautifully hold the container for the feminine, you almost can think of how masculine and feminine play together as a bowl of water, where the masculine is the bowl, is the container, solid, sturdy. And the feminine is the water, the flow, that creativity, the movement. And so there is beautiful divine masculine but we live in a world where there's a lot of distorted masculine. And distorted masculine says power means power over, like we saw for hundreds, thousands of years of people owning and diminishing humans as slaves. Power over in a distorted, horrible way like we saw with the Nazis. Frankly, and it's not even that extreme, it's everywhere. A lot of our governments now, there is a lot of distorted masculine, a lot of hatred in order for us to win, those people have to lose. In order for my family to be okay, that family can't come into the country. In order for me to be okay, that person can't get a job. That's distorted masculine. That's not even true, beautiful, divine masculine. And so we have all learned how to live and get along and succeed in this very distorted masculine way. I had a client come to me. She was extremely successful in finance, extremely successful in finance. But people didn't like working with her. So she said she would hire a coach in order to become a little bit more human. And she was so afraid she was going to lose her edge. And as we started diving into her strengths, into her values, into how she grew up as a child, into where this edge came from, 
as she started to dive into why finance is important to her, what she wants out of her job, her deeper purpose, she started connecting differently with the people at work. And she found that she could both be in her masculine of doing and doing well while still introducing the feminine of connection and compassion and intuition and service. Similarly, another coaching client of mine came to me and when we started working together, she said that the people at work called her a robot. I came to learn that she actually had been addicted to Adderall in order to go, 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 keep up, keep up, keep up with the very fast-paced world that she was in. And so, of course, she was a robot. She had worked so hard her whole life to get ahead in this world. She had played collegiate sports. She had gotten all A's. She went to an Ivy League school. She graduated. She got into this, like, amazing company. And then she ended up young and on Adderall and a robot. And so as we work together on pleasure and what actually brings her joy, on who she is and her purpose, and on incorporating, engaging, embodying a whole new definition of power, she is an entirely different person. She still works in corporate America. She still has an awesome job. And she also is writing a book on the side. And she takes writing courses. And she has a spiritual group of girlfriends that she connects with and are sisters. And they support one another. And she's so compassionate and loving with the people that she's with. She's an entirely different human. She's actually empowered. So we come to believe that power means power over, means putting other people down, when that's not real power. An empowered woman is a woman who has three aspects. These are what I call the three Ps. The first is pleasure. An empowered woman knows that her power, that her purpose, that her whole ability to create her life stems from her being in her pleasure, stems from her knowing her own joy, knowing what lights her up, knowing what makes her feel fun and alive and doing and being those things. She honors pleasure. She understands that pleasure is what attracts people to her. She becomes like Denise because she's enjoying life. And that is magnetic. Two, an empowered woman is on purpose. She is clear about who she is and why she was put on earth at this time. That she was made exactly for this moment. That every one of her life experiences has given her wisdom to share with someone else in the world. That she has a unique set of strengths that no one else has. Do you know that according to the Gallup organization, one in 33 million people have your exact same set of strengths in the same order that you do? One in 33 million? So an empowered woman knows, I am unique on purpose. I have strengths and talents and passions and wisdom that no one else has. And so I am here to make a difference in the world, to make an impact. And I am going to bring my gifts to the world. Whether that world is to animals in need, that world is to my community, to my family, that world is to my neighborhood, I am here to live my purpose at this moment. And she owns it beautifully, fiercely, connected. And an empowered woman is in her power, meaning that she has confidence to make decisions for herself, 
confidence with her yes and her no. Confidence in being loving, even as she says no. Confidence in having the authority over herself, taking radical self-responsibility to create the world that she wants to live in. Now, this is super important because I want to look at the root of the word power. So power comes from the Latin word poter, which means to be able, to be able. But often the people or things that we associate with having power are much more than just able. They exert force over. And that's what we see in a lot of governments. It's what we see in a lot of corporations. It's what we see frankly, in the economic divide. And we come to think of power then as those who exert their authority. Well, that's not the root of the word. Remember, the root of the word is to be able. To know that you're able. To feel comfortable and confident in your ability. Your ability to live your purpose. Your ability to know your truth. Your ability to say yes and no and go after your own dreams. Your ability to care for your children in a way that serves them and you, not what anyone else tells you to do. The ability to know your own dreams, no matter if other people say they sound silly, who do you think you are or not. The ability to show up every day, brave and courageous and bold and beautiful in your own way. So now I want to look at the word empower. So empowered means having the knowledge, confidence, means, or ability to do things and make decisions for yourself. Boom. Thank you, dictionary. Having the knowledge, the self-knowledge, who you are, your strengths, your values, what lights you up, your purpose. Having the confidence, right? Confidence meaning that you feel comfortable, even if it's scary, saying yes, saying no. Confidence and belief in yourself that you'll work it out no matter what happens. Confidence that even if you fail, you'll get back up and you'll learn from it. Confidence that you can keep going even if you're rejected. Having the means. The means means the resources. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a ton of money. You don't have to have any money to be empowered. It means you're resourceful. If there's something you want to do that you desire and you don't have the money for it, an empowered woman says, how do I get the money? What can I do? She doesn't just say, oh, I want to go on that retreat or, oh, I want to do that program or, oh, I want to start a business, but I can't afford it. That's not empowered. That's small. That's weak. That will make you feel bad about yourself. An empowered woman has the means, meaning she is resourceful. So instead of saying, I can't do that, she says, how can I? Instead of saying, I don't know how, she says, who can help me? Instead of saying there's no money, she says, where can I get the money? And then she lets her brain start working for her. People tell me all the time they don't have money for something, and it boggles my mind. Not because I think that we're all rich. We're not. I'm not. But if I wanted to go make $200 right now, I could. I would walk outside my door. I would knock on all of my neighbors' doors, and I would offer to rake their leaves. And if just two of them said okay, I would make $200. Why? Because there's so many leaves on the ground. It would take me hours to do each other thing, but I would still make $200. Or I have a pet. I could go onto a website like rover.com and I could mark myself off as a pet sitter. And then all I have to do is take in someone else's pet for the weekend. Boom, easy, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, done. 
Do you know how many ways there are to make money in this world? But what do we do? We stand from a disempowered place and say, oh, I don't have money for that. Oh, I can't do that. All of that, I'm calling BS on you right now. I'm calling BS on you. It never has to do with money. It always has to do with some sort of inner fear that you are not worthy of having what you desire, that you are not worthy of standing in your power, that you are not worthy of the life that you know you were born for. Let me tell you, I've said it on the Purpose Girl podcast before, there is a one in 500 quadrillion chance that you are alive, that that exact sperm from your father and that exact egg from your mother, even if they were donors and you don't know who they are, that that sperm and that egg met on that day when in every single male ejaculation, there's like 300 million sperm. The fact that that sperm and that egg made you and your exact strengths, your exact characteristics, that's a miracle. Because you add on to that, that in order for your father, whether it's biological or otherwise, to be born, then his father's sperm and his mother's egg had to come together. I mean, it is a mathematical miracle that you are alive. And so being alive at this time, what a freaking privilege, especially when the world is in so much chaos, when there's so much hatred and needs the feminine power now, the feminine power of love, the feminine power of compassion, the feminine power of fiercely protecting the underserved, the creativity, the intuition. So it is never about having the means. It is always about being afraid that you are not worthy because we can always find the means. It is always being afraid of rejection or failure. Or what if you succeed and people suddenly don't like you anymore? Well, if that is going to be the case, then those are not your people. And so an empowered woman, empowered person, the definition of empowered is having the knowledge. Remember, that's the self-knowledge, the confidence, being bold, being brave, the means, being resourceful, figuring out how, or the ability, the capacity to do things or make decisions for yourself. Therefore, to empower someone else means to make someone stronger and more confident, especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights. Bam! That's why my signature program is called the Empowered Program, so that I can help make you stronger and more confident in controlling your own life and claiming your rights. Right there. It's giving someone, what I love doing is giving women the authority or power over themselves. Because if you think about the word empower, it means to authorize, entitle, permit, allow. And so I want you to authorize yourself to live from a place of pleasure and joy. I want you to permit yourself to live your purpose, even if it's one tiny, 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 small step at a time. I want you to allow yourself to be powerful with your yes and your no, even if it hurts someone that you deeply love. And I get it. It's not easy especially in this world, especially as people pleasers, which I know I am. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to love me. Preparing for this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast, I read a research study from Keshab Chandra Mandal, who is at Vidyasakar University. I'm sorry if I said that totally wrong, in West Bengal, India. And what this researcher writes is all about women's empowerment. And in this research study, Kashab says that empowerment is the transfer of power in a dynamic way. The transfer of power, right? So the question to you, my love, is who have you been giving your power to? Who has the power over you 
for your yes and your no. And it could be as simple as your whole family wants Mexican and your stomach hurts and you know that having Mexican food is going to make you feel bad, but you don't say, I can't have that tonight. You're giving your power to other people. You're giving the power of your health to other people. And you go, no, no, it's okay. And then you eat it and your stomach hurts and you knew. You didn't listen. Or who has the power over you at work? Maybe you're sitting in a team meeting and you're slouched over. You're making yourself small while some of the other people are showing up big. Their shoulders are back. They're taking up room at the table and they share their ideas. And you keep thinking, oh, I wanted to share my idea. Oh, I I should share that idea. No, they're probably going to think it's stupid. No, they're going to knock it down. No, they're all jerks. So you're giving the power of your ideas coming to potential, coming to fruition to these other people. So who has power over you? When I was younger, my brother held power over me, and he held power over me until my 20s. I was 27 years old, out to dinner with my dear friend Heather, and she and I were having a ball. We looked sexy. We looked fine. We were having a hot, Latin, sexy dinner, laughing and talking, and then my brother walked up to the table. And I don't know what I said. I don't know what I did, He and his wife were having dinner there. But when they left, Heather looked at me and she said, what just happened to you? And I said, I I don't know what you mean. She said, you just shrunk. Who is this woman in front of me right now? What just happened to you? Well, what happened, I noticed, I looked at my body, I was slumped over. My voice had become quiet and small. I stopped talking. I was just letting him talk. And that moment with her was the moment that changed my relationship with him and with men forever. Because I was giving him the power that whenever he was around, it was as if he was still the 15-year-old sitting on my face. That he was still the one in charge. And of course he wasn't when I was 27. He wasn't in charge of my life. But I acted like it. I became small in his presence. And now I go out of my way to show up big in his presence. I put my shoulders back. I put my head up another inch, a few centimeters taller. I walk into the room like I own it, and I talk about myself or about him or about whatever I want. But I took my power back. So the transfer of power in a dynamic way means you have to look at who have you been giving your power to. And you might be giving it to a societal idea of what a mother is supposed to be or a societal idea of what the good girl is supposed to be or a societal idea of who you're supposed to be or what you're not supposed to be or that there's something wrong, you slept around too much in high school or you were a bad person because you liked girls instead of boys, like whatever. Are you giving the power of your worth, of your truth, of your purpose over to someone else? In a fascinating way, this researcher goes on to talk about how empowerment is actually a modern idea that before democracy, empowerment wasn't even possible. In the 20th century, because we've had people like Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela lead revolutions to bring power back to people, because we've had women like Fannie Lou Hamer, an African-American woman who fought for women's rights and voting by showing up to register to vote in 1962 and being jailed for it, because we have women like Greta Thunberg, who's a 12-year-old who started a worldwide revolution to fight climate change. It's an incredible thing, right? Because we have these people who are now showing up and taking on revolutions in power. And it doesn't have to be fighting, 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 but speaking up, showing up, doing the brave thing. 
Because of this, now we can have a whole movement in women's empowerment, in transferring the power back to ourselves, the power of our own ability to make decisions, yes and no, the power to be bold and brave and put our purpose out into the world. And it's needed now more than ever because we all know women make less than men. I mean, the wage gap is crazy. It's 20% gap between men and women, even worse between white men and women of color. And according to Goldman Sachs, if it doesn't improve at all, it's going to take a century, 100 years for women to reach equal pay. A century. Do you want your daughters growing up in that place where they're not empowered, where they're not standing in their own beautiful power, where they aren't taking a stand for their purpose, speaking their voice? Do you want that for your nieces? Do you want it for yourself? No. Part of the wage gap could be attributed to women choosing to stay home for a few years with their children, which I 100% applaud. I applaud any woman and what she chooses to do. Part of it is a lack of women in highly paid senior roles. We know that 6.6% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women. And part is because women simply aren't speaking up for their worth. Because on average, according to Goldman Sachs, women are more educated than men. So we're getting more education we're simply not showing up and saying, hey, here's what I deserve. I know how I used to show up in a performance evaluation. I wanted to be noticed. I wanted to be recognized. I wanted them to just give me more money without me having to speak it. Because if I spoke it, I honestly would cry. I don't know why. I just would cry. It like made me so scared and sensitive. And I think that's why I also then developed the tank or the armor around me to be bitchy because I didn't know how to be in this middle ground. Well, the way that we come to our middle ground, the way that we truly become an empowered woman who has all of the confidence, who is radiant, who does lift people up with her, right? That's a true definition of power. You rise up and you take three people with you, right? What a crazy thing to think that because you have power, you've got to hold three people down. No, that's distorted masculine. Divine feminine says, when you rise to power, you take three people with you. So, in order to be an empowered woman, we need these three aspects, and I'll share them again. One, pleasure. So women are literally designed for pleasure. Think about it. Women are curvy, and our bodies and hips are meant to dance. Back to biblical times, you read about women were dancing, the women were singing. That's how women were. We were in pleasure. Our bodies are actually built for pleasure. The clitoris is the only human body part that has no other purpose other than pleasure. The clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings, whereas a penis has 4,000. And a penis also is used for peeing and other things, but a clitoris actually has no other function than just for pleasure. Now, why would divine order, science, whatever you want to call it, God, design a female body for pleasure if that was not core to our power source? So here we are. We have bodies that are meant to move and dance. We have beauty, physical beauty, that comes together in various creative ways, whether that is thinking creatively or that is art or that is singing. We have bodies designed for pleasure. And you and I both know that when a woman is in her joy, when she's, whether for her it's doing cartwheels or she's doing her painting or her singing or she plays on the softball team, when a woman is in her joy, she shows up radiant. 
She's like the sun and everyone is attracted to her. It's like, oh, what does she have going on? She's like Denise that I described. She has this ability to kind of flirt with the world, to not take things as offensive, but to never let anyone step all over her. And make no mistake, a woman's purpose is to radiate her light so brightly that she lights up others. That is all of our purpose. And you have to be in your pleasure. So how do you get into your pleasure? Well, you have to know what lights you up. You have to go deep into your inner mermaid or your inner child and know who she is, what makes her giggle, what makes her laugh. You have to know your own strengths and what is unique and special about you. You have to be taking care of your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart every single day. You have to be doing things and being in ways that are joyful and magical and maybe have no logic to them. She allows herself to dream, ooh, dreaming of a retreat to Paris or ooh, dreaming of being on the beach. She lets herself play and be in fun and be in pleasure. And she knows that the more she takes care of her own pleasure, the more she takes care of her body so her body feels good. And she knows that the more she takes care of her pleasure, the more radiant she is to everyone, and therefore she will be able to womanifest. You've probably heard the word manifest. I like to say womanifest. She will be able to womanifest everything to her. She will be able to attract everything to her, magnetize. She becomes a magnet because everyone wants to be around her. That's just how radiant women are. It has nothing to do with how physically beautiful anyone has ever told you that you were because we all know women who are of many different sizes or have many different shapes of noses or many different shapes of boobs, and they are radiant. People flock to her. That is a woman in her pleasure. Second is an empowered woman lives on purpose. So she knows. She knows why she's here. And if you do not know your purpose, this is time to step back. I love doing this with the new year. It's why the Empowered Program starts in January. Stepping back and getting so clear on your unique purpose and why you specifically were born at this time. Doing the work, using the tools, learning the tools that get you so clear in your strengths, so clear about your values, so clear about the wisdom that you have learned from every single life experience. You are so clear on your purpose. You know who you're here to support and to serve. You know what your special sauce is to bring to the world. That is an empowered woman. She knows her dreams. She knows. And she may be afraid, but this is where the third aspect comes in. And the third aspect is power. An empowered woman, even when she's afraid, she takes steps forward. An empowered woman, even though she might get rejected, she stands in her power with her yes and her no because she knows that her dreams are worth more than someone else's rejection. An empowered woman, even if she fails, she says, ooh, this is great learning. Let me get back up. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have a few days of crying or feeling bad about herself and eating some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I do all of those things. <laughs> and I still rise up. I love that song. It's like such a feminine song. And I rise up. Okay, I know I have a terrible voice, but there, you just got it for me. This third aspect of power is permitting yourself to take steps forward, permitting yourself your yes, permitting yourself, vowing to yourself. In fact, in the Empowered Program, every woman does a self-marriage ceremony where you actually write vows to yourself. Why do we write vows? Why do we say vows to a partner, a wife, or a husband, and never having done so to ourselves? So it is taking the authority back and then having the love of sisters and or a mentor 
who guides you, lovingly stands behind you, to the side of you, in front of you, on top of you, underneath you, to walk forward and do so as the sun, radiating, not pushing, not pushing people down, not fighting, radiating. And when a woman is in that place, she is in flow, and so many amazing things happen to her. Like, everyone wants a little piece of her. She can easily send messages out on LinkedIn and say, ooh, what you do sounds so interesting, or I've been curious about this. Can we meet for 15 minutes? Or, hey, do you need any help? One of my coaching clients is making the transition from her current industry into fashion, and she has never been in fashion. But she radiates as we've gotten clear on her pleasure and having her be in her pleasure and her purpose She's now walking into Neiman Marcus, Saks, everywhere, networking events where she knows no one. And she walks in like the sunshine. She radiates so much. Like, you just want to be around her. She wears red lipstick. She's got huge smiles. She's, like, amazing. She laughs a lot. And so she meets people everywhere she goes. And because of that, she's already gotten meetings with top people at Saks, top people at Neiman Marcus. And those people are passing on her resume to other people. Like, it's amazing. Because she walks in like the sun. She doesn't have to be a bulldog. She walks in like the sun. She stands in her power. Now, she's going to get rejected, and it will hurt. But the sun may have a cloud that comes over it for a day, and then the next day it comes back, and that is being an empowered woman. So what I want you thinking about are these three purpose power tips. Your pleasure, your purpose, and power. And take the questions that I just asked you and go deep. Get your journal open. Get clear on pleasure for you. Make it part of your life. Pleasure shouldn't be something you do on the side, something you do once a month, something that is just a bubble bath. No, it's how you live your life. It's moving through life. It's lighting candles in every room you go into. It's being that radiant, pleasurable, delicious self. And knowing that the more you're in your pleasure, the more on purpose that you will be, the more you will attract other people, the more space and room you will have for everyone else. In fact, one of my coaching clients in the UK so she said, I knew in my mind, everybody would say, the more I took care of myself, the better mom I would be. But I, it's like I had to live it in order to see it. And she said, I have now been so much on my own pleasure journey and so much on my self-care journey and taking different classes and now working with you as a coach and really doing the inner work. And when something intrigues me, I look into it and I enjoy and I see more friends. She said, I am a completely different mother. Like I had to actually experience it. Take the questions I asked about purpose, about your strengths, about your wisdom, about your talents, about your passions. Do the work. And then with power, start to get clear on your yes and your no and bold and confident. And if you need help, now is the time. Because the Empowered Program for 2020 is kicking off. It is 10 women coming together and half the spots are already full and I haven't gone out even and promoted it. Today's episode is really the first time that I am telling the world, hey, doors are open for the Empowered program. If by this point you thought you would have it all together and that you thought you would feel confident and clear and on purpose, that you thought you'd feel in charge of your life, if you thought that you would no longer be comparing yourself to others and no longer feel less than, if you thought at this point in your life that you wouldn't be so burnt out and even unhappy or depressed, if you thought that you would feel alive and happy and you're not. And if you know that you are here to be an empowered woman, you know you are here to live a life of purpose. You know it, but you just can't seem to figure it out on your own. And with 2020 coming up, you know you, that you cannot, you do not want another decade feeling stuck. 
if you know that you do not want to look back a year from now wondering where another year went, if you know that, then go on to PurposeGirl.com, look up the Empowered Program, send me a note, let's talk about if it is right for you. Because the Empowered Program will give you exactly that. It is broken out into those three chunks, your pleasure, your purpose, and your power. It will help you get clear on who you are and your true nature, your joy. I will coach you personally to shift any old stories about unworthiness, shift any old stories about not being good enough, shift any old patterns, fears, rejection, anything that is getting in your way. I will show you how to transform shame or guilt into power forward. You will get so clear on what choices you want to make in life, what vows you're making to yourself, and you will walk away with your action plan forward. You will be supported and surrounded by a group of incredible women who are all courageously taking steps forward in their own power and in their own purpose. And you will have my personal coaching. I keep the group small at 10 intentionally so that I can really give you that individual support. And remember, if you look at the Empowered Program, you go, oh, I can't afford it. Do not say that. That is being disempowered. Instead, if it sounds like, oh, this is for me, then ask yourself, how can I? What is possible for me? Do not let any fear part of you hold you back. Not in 2020. No way. The year is way too important. And you are too important. And everyone you love is too important. And frankly, you came here as this miracle, one in 500 quadrillion chance miracle to do something big. And if you need help, I want to help with that. And no matter whether you join the Empowered Program or not, know that I am on your side and I believe in you. That I know you were born for purpose and I know that you're here to be an empowered woman. And this isn't about needing to change. This isn't about being broken. This isn't about anything needing to be fixed because you are not broken, my dear love. This is about stripping away anything holding you back so that you can fully stand in your power and thrive. Because one woman who joined the Empowered Program had been in an abusive marriage and she thought she was broken, but by Removing the layers and seeing how glorious she is. After the program, she left that abusive marriage. She got a full-time job. She supports her two little kids on her own. Is it 100% easy? No. Is it worth it for her kids to not see abuse and end the cycle for generations? Yes. Another woman who had a good life, a good husband, a good job, healthy kids, thought, what is wrong with me that I still feel like something is missing? As she went deeper, she realized there was nothing wrong with her. She had unfulfilled dreams. She really had always wanted to be a writer. But she had shoved that off years before. So in four months of the program, she wrote an entire novel. Wrote an entire novel. She reconnected with her most giddy, joyful, true self. It was glorious. She radiated. This is what a program like this can do. This is what getting in touch with your pleasure, your purpose, and your power can do. So whether you do it on your own or you do it with me, what I want to leave you with is that you do the work to be the most empowered, most delicious, most glorious version of yourself. Because we need you. The world needs you in your exact form, in your exact brilliance. You, no matter the fears that you have, we need you now. We need you radiating like the sun. And so with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you did, please go on over to Apple Podcasts, take 60 seconds, leave that five-star review. It means so much to me, and it helps women all over the world find us and join our community. Speaking of community, if you haven't yet joined our free Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Every day, my team and I post an inquiry, a journal prompt, something to help you celebrate, get clear on your purpose, get clear on your desires. Go on over to the Purpose Girls Facebook group. Purpose Girls is one word. 
or if you haven't started following me on Instagram, it's at Karen Rockhind or on Facebook at Coach Karen Rockhind. If you haven't yet, join my newsletter. Every week I put out tips on how to live your most purposeful life. Going into 2020, I'm going to be sending out weekly videos. So you definitely want to get on that newsletter list. Go to PurposeGirl.com and sign up for the free Living on Purpose guide. And that is how you join the newsletter. Plus, you'll get a free mini workbook on how to live your purpose. And most importantly, share this podcast with every single woman you know, with your mom, with your stepmom, with your sisters, with the women at work, with your daughters, because that is how we change the world one woman at a time. We empower each other to be our most empowered selves. And so with that, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.